Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality, and I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today on the podcast, one of the funniest human beings I had not even seen a picture of until we met in the studio, Ryan Moylan, someone I've been dying to meet forever. I've been reading his recaps of Real Housewives on Vulture for years, always wondered about the genius behind the genius, writing these just clever, brilliant podcasts. Meeting Brian luckily did not disappoint. We had a lot of fun breaking down the housewives one by one, and it ignited a hot debate over who's crazier, Ramona or Vicky. Spoiler alert, tough call. Brian. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's great. You. They always say never meet your heroes. Oh, please. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. <laughs> I have been reading your recaps for how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing them since like, I started recapping in like 2009. I started doing the housewives probably like around 2011. With OC? Did you start with OC? I don't remember because I was at, when I was at Gawker, I was there from 2009 to 2012. Okay. And then for a while I was, Richard Lawson was doing that. Yes, he was so good. What happened to him? He um, does film criticism for VanityFair.com. He does? Um, yeah. So he was doing them for a while and then he kind of like got sick of them and I was doing some of them and he was doing some of them and then he left and I was doing all of them and... <laughs> So I don't remember exactly when all that happened. But. So then New York Magazine said, hey, can you come to us and do them for us? Um, well, then I went to a website called Hollywood.com, which was a failed startup. <laughs> I like to call it Hollywood.vom because um, it was <laughs> awful. And uh, Who started it? Who, who was um, it? It's owned by uh, the people that started Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. Started it in like the early days of the internet and it was like the first place you could buy movie tickets online oh, really? and so it was like very successful and then and then they started like movietickets.com too and whatever <laughs> and so they were billionaires and thought that they knew how to do the internet and they were wrong <laughs> and um anyway uh so i was doing them there and then i had another job where i couldn't freelance and so i was like doing them on medium like just for fun. Oh, okay. Like on your own. Yeah. Just yeah. I, like, I would just like write them yeah. and like send them out to my like Twitter followers and whatever. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, uh, Julie Klausner was doing them at, uh, New York magazine. Yeah. And she left to go write difficult people. Yeah. And did you know Julie? I know Julie. Yes. From like housewives, right. you know, whatever <laughs> housewives fanatic. Right. Yeah. Subculture. She's great. And, um, yeah. And so she was leaving. And so I said, Hey, you know, I know you're leaving. And so, yeah. So she put me in touch with, uh, New York magazine and then she I passed you the crown. There. Yeah, she did. She did. And so, yeah. So then I started with New York and then, I started doing Beverly Hills and those both do really well. So they've added a bunch more cities. So I started doing OC right. and Vanderpump Rules and Southern Charm. And you have a lot of homework, a lot of TV to watch. I have a lot of TV to watch. I get paid to do it though. So I mean, it's, not I mean, so it's bad. like a lot of people would say this is the best job on the planet. It's true. But um, <laughs> the the funny thing is the recaps, while the most fun pro are what I get paid the least for. But, um, Lots of people read them and lots of people really like them. So it leads to a lot of other work. So where I make all my money is people who think my recaps are funny and want me to write whatever they yeah, want me to what write. What do they want their... you to write? 
Like I write for, I started writing for Men's Health. I started writing for uh, a website Forbes owns about like financial stuff. Really? Um, yeah. And it, just all sorts of crazy, you know, people think I'm funny and want me to write for their publications. And so I'm happy to do that and get paid big girl money. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, no one wants to pay a lot for recaps because I think everybody does them and most people don't see a lot of value in them. Yeah, well, isn't that like the first season of Difficult People is a running joke of like how recappers are like this ugly stepchild of writers, basically. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I mean, you know, I certainly feel that way. But um, yeah, I like doing it. It's fun. I think it's the the most like what I want to write like because I mean, most editors just make sure all the words are spelled right, right and right. Like, aren't bothered with it. So I yeah. just do whatever I want. So it's fun. Um, yeah. And it leads to other stuff. So I keep doing it. Well, I can understand why. I mean, you're first of all, you turn those things around so fucking fast. Well, I get screeners. So I watch them. Oh, OK. Early. I didn't know that. Yeah. So okay. I watch them usually like the afternoon when they're going to be on that night. Okay. Um, so I watch them and then I write them and then they How go How long does it take to write? Um, it depends on how focused I am and, you know, what's going on. Usually about an hour or two. So it's like 45 minutes to an hour to watch it. And then I usually take like an hour or two. Um, sometimes if I don't have much else to do, I lollygag around and it takes right. a bit longer. But So I know this sounds like a cheesy question, but I don't care. Do you, like, what's the process? Like, seriously, how do these things... Do they just like fall out of your fingers? Because I mean, the writing, okay, everyone, I'll probably say this in my intro, but if you are not reading Brian's recaps, <laughs> you have to read Vulture, New York Housewives, New York, all the housewife recaps, because it's seriously like s- brilliant. I mean, just like, do you go back and then keep refining the jokes? Do they just come out of you? Not really. I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of like first thought, best thought, um, as, as we learned in creative writing class. Uh, but I watch and I take notes. Uh, and, like, I type, and so I'll, like, pause it and, yeah. like, say things. And so I write some of the jokes there, and I, I should put my jokes online, or my notes online, because I take notes on a lot of things that I end up that don't end up making, like, the recap. In, in yeah, you the should end. have, like, your bloopers, tapes of recaps. Right, like, oh... Oh my God, did you see that Ramona's crazy drink order where she wants a glass of water with ice and a vodka with a bit of water and four limes and ice and straws? And oh, so I notice like all those things. And, and, but then, so I like take notes and I like write some jokes in the notes. And, um, my boyfriend likes to watch with me if he's around. Like if I get it the night before, we'll watch it the night before and watch it together. And so then I steal like some of his jokes. <laughs> That's funny. He doesn't yeah. get any of the credit. Oh my God. He loves like he getting loves a joke it. in the recap. He's like, he reads it. He's like, oh, dang. Oh, that was so great. That's hysterical. Um, but you've actually like coined some terminology that's sort of now become like recap folklore, like the Real Housewives Institute, right? Oh, that's yeah. Your, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I learned, I started... When I was at Gawker, I did Jersey Shore, oh God. which was like super popular at the time. And um, so I started saying like in the intro to every recap that it was the most important sociological <laughs> experiment of our time. And so I just like learned and then people started saying that and you'd read it in other places. And so I just learned that by repetition, you can convince people that things are real. Oh and God. so, yeah, so I started with the Real Housewives Institute 
and um, and like um, Cracker Jacks. Richard, I stole. I was given Cracker Jacks from Richard Lawson. That was a. And Richard is that Luann? Is Luann? Yeah, Cracker Jack? okay. Countess Cracker Jacks, <laughs> and he had this whole like narrative about her being like a grifter through the American West. <laughs> it was this be. whole like crazy like. <laughs> fiction that he invented about her but so yeah but you have some fan fiction too like you a lot of times end your new york recaps with um jill Jill, yeah so what was it about jill that like you homed in on in terms of her being your your person oh my god i'm fascinated by jill zarin because (laughs) the day andy cohen fired her he ruined her life (laughs) like she just based her entire identity on being on the real housewives of new york And then it was taken away from her by someone else. And I think, I don't know, I I think it it was a point in my life where I was really identifying with that (laughs) and feeling like frustrated with my own career. And, you know, I saw a kindred spirit in Jill and she's just rife for so much comedy. And so I invented this crazy Jill Zarin, who's like a super spy. Right. She's always hiding behind the bushes or like on the end of the street. Right. Yeah. And like showing up to like pay people off to do things. And yeah, (laughs) there's usually and I just kind of started it as like, well, isn't this funny? And it was going to be like a one time thing. And then I always read the comments and see what people like. And I try to. Do thing, you know, I'm going to do it my way regardless. But if there are things people like that, I'll keep doing them. So they really like the Jill Zarin thing. So I always like the ending to be like a little bit more literary and something that's just fun for me to write. So I get flowery and is that your is that your most fun part of writing them? Yeah, that's my favorite part. That's like what I do for me. And, (laughs) you know, some people don't like that. And I'm like, well, tough shit. That's (laughs) that's what you're getting. You know, I'll refund your money you paid for this recap, which is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You're waiting for a free troll. Yeah. Um, so I so I just started doing it and people liked them, so I kept doing them and then people would be like, Oh, I can't wait for Jill. And so it became like a thing. That's hysterical. So all right, let's go down if you don't mind. I want to start yeah. breaking down some characters. Because you okay. just always have the best take on everybody. I'm and I, I not I won't say every time because sometimes I don't agree, but nine <laughs> times out of ten we're totally on the same page. Okay. Um, but sometimes you'll be like, I really like Eileen. I'm like, eh, or whoever it is. You may not it may not I, be Eileen. I love Eileen. <laughs> and people don't like her. I feel that way about Carol Radswell too. People really don't like her and I don't understand it at all. And I think that's that's what I've learned though <laughs> from like years of doing this is that I can't please everyone. Everyone has fans and everyone has like people that hate them, like Teresa Judice, Judice, however you want to say it, is a literal criminal. criminal. She she is uh, an actual like she's broken the law, and people are like, "I love Teresa. Teresa's the best. Don't talk bad about Teresa." And it's like, if there's anyone else where you could be like, "This is an awful person who broke the law," you know? <laughs> no, but people, yeah. That's so true. Right. So so I got to a place eventually where I was just like, well, I'm going to like who I want to like and, you know, whatever. So let's start with New York. Sonia's your all-time fave. I love Sonia's (laughs) Dream on Morgan, and I understand how she is problematic, (laughs) but I just find her to be such a delight to uh, write about mostly and watch on television. And Sonia is one of the few who I'm like... We're like internet friends. We like follow each other on Twitter. <laughs> and she like randomly DMs me like bizarre. What does she say? She, like out of the blue, she'll just be like, 
what do you think of this season of Downton Abbey? <laughs> and I'm that's just like, hilarious. I'm like, oh, it's great, Sonia. And that's like it. And then that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right. And right. So it just adds. So and then I'll that's see her so around. Sonia. Yeah. Oh, it's so Sonia. And then I see her around town every so often. She's like, oh, Brian. Oh, hey, Sonia. She's like, will you be my new assistant? Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I try to keep most of them a little bit at, right, like, at, bay. Ar- at arm's length. But I love Sonia. I just think that she's like so goofy and funny. And I think that she has a really good heart and that she's a really like good nice person but she's like incredibly (laughs) delusional about her life she's living in the past she's trying to hold on to this glory of her former marriage and her like crumbling townhouse and she's just like the ultimate tennessee williams character completely and and that's what i love about her she's like blanche dubois for the modern age that's a great that's a great point you know what's weird about her she's completely delusional she has what appears to be zero self-awareness but if you notice when she talks about ramona or some of the other women she nails it absolutely what's going on there she's a lot smarter (laughs) than i think she lets on like you know she has this reputation as being a good time girl so she plays into it a little i i think so and and but i think it's like any of us you know it's it's easier to know anybody else than it is to know yourself. Yeah, and right, so, right. And I think a lot of times Sonia is a little misunderstood in that these crazy businesses she has going on are like real things. And she just, I mean, they're sad, but they're real. Right. She just has <laughs> a hard time like conveying them. And um, yeah, so I, I feel for Sonia. I love her. She's the best. What do you make of her plumbing? I mean, it's sad. Her house is sad. She doesn't have the money to keep up the house. She needs to sell the house. Like, obviously, to anyone. I, if I saw Sonia at a charity event, which I'm sure will happen sooner rather than later, oh, yeah. I would tell her to her face, Sonia, sell the house. Your daughter doesn't live there anymore. Yeah. You don't need a whole townhouse. Get yourself a nice two-bedroom somewhere yes. and, like, let somebody else. I mean, that townhouse has got to be worth $8 million. Oh, easily. Are you buying the whole Tinsley, Sonia, you know, Grey Gardens bullshit? I feel like that's a little (laughs) constructed. I mean, obviously. Um, And do you find Tinsley annoying? Because I do. um, I'm kind of like fine with her. (laughs) I loved her from back in the day before she was famous, like. High society. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And even before that, when she was just kind of like a gal about town and like. New York social register and all yeah. this kind she's of She's like, like, I just found out people like to take my picture. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that she's, she's a great side dish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a lot there, there though. No, I think that, yeah. I don't think we've seen her have much of a story. I think it's really hard to come into New York as opposed to any other city because you have that core of people who've been together for a very long time. Mm. I mean, Bethany is a, I mean, it has the largest number of original characters still on the show, I think, with Bethany, Luann, Ramona. Sonia came on season like two or three. So she's been around for a really long time. And then, you know, Dorinda is newer, but she's the best. She's the best. And I mean, Carol is the only one left from the reboot when they fired everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just think that it's really hard to come into this group, especially where they're just like really close, tight bonds and so much history. And so much of what you're seeing now in these later seasons is like fights that go back so long. (laughs) Like Bethany's still fighting about the Countess book, which was, you know, before... Jules even knew what the Real Housewives of New York was. And so then how is Jules going to get in on this fight about the Countess book that's like a decade old, you know? That's so funny. 
So, yeah, I think it's hard for people like Tinsley to come, whereas opposed to something like uh, Orange County, where, you know, everyone, yeah. Vicky's been around forever and and uh, Tamara's been around forever, yeah. but everyone else is kind of new. So it's easier to get in on the action and be like Kelly Dodd and you're starting like new fights as right. opposed to. OK, let's let's go up on the crazy now. So if you had to put Ramona, <laughs> Ramona and Vicky side by side on the crazy scale, who wins? I think Vicky wins on <gasps> really? crazy. But I would find them both to be horrendously annoying. Right. But really, Vicky's crazier? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Ramona's insane, though, um, no? I mean, just a bad person? I think Ramona's just a bad person. Okay. And I think Vicky is, like, crazy. <laughs> like and I think is... Legit crazy. Ex- especially neat. Just think about it this way. <laughs> Ramona's husband cheated on her, and she got rid of him faster than you could imagine. Vicky hung on to a guy who was lying about cancer for years that everyone in her life hated because she can't be alone. Like, that's uh, you, the difference between you Vicky and Ramona. It. Okay, thank you. I needed to have a big <laughs> bit of perspective. I don't know what I was thinking. You're so, you're so right. I mean, and I love Vicky for being great television and being, you, you know, the best housewife. Mm-hmm. The best housewife. I but, feel, I think you said it, or it's been said. I think you even said it. Like, Ramona is so much like Donald Trump. No, Vicky she, is so much like Donald Trump. Uh, but I think Ramona is, too. Really? Yeah, every time she's on Watch What Happens Live and people ask about what she's done with her face, she goes, nothing. Nothing. Right. I'm like, you literally have a completely different face than you did three years ago. Yeah. Right. And, like, she just lies. She looks good, though, for Way 60. For, yeah, I she, mean, she looks amazing. She, yeah, well, I was going to say I want her surgeon, but we all know who her surgeon is because she's on every episode. Um. Also, oh, I know. I felt it was so sad. I saw her on the episode, and I was like, Dr. Geezy. And I was like, oh, my God, how sad is it that I, no like, no one recognized Ramona's This is what it's come to. This is what it's but, come to. I mean— Ramona is 60. Lisa Vanderpump purports to be 54. I I know every year she's 54. We need to get to the bottom of that. What? Seriously. She got mad at me. 77. I I accused her of lying about her age in a recap and she got very angry with me. There's no way in hell that that woman is not well into her 60s. I mean, there is something about plastic surgery that makes a person look, <laughs> look older. Worse. I agree. But she's been older for so much longer. Like, I get when you sort of hit that tipping point and then the hands of time just keep going. But, like, right. she, like, when she was, quote, unquote, 52, she looked 70. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that that's just bad surgery. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to accuse her of lying Darling. about her age again. <laughs> yeah, no, you, she went after you, like, on Twitter. Yeah, she got angry with me. And I said, I try to make it a rule not to make Go after the looks. Not to make fun of the looks. Yeah, you and can. like I'll make fun of your outfits right. and like choices you can make. But and the, one of the greatest parts of the way you write is like you go after like PK. And oh. I mean, there's not enough great. You should do a book just of PK metaphors of like you know <laughs> he's the slime on your shoe when you're walking in like New York City streets or whatever. Like you just yeah. come up the I best. I thought of one the other day and oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I wish Beverly Hills was hot what so was I could it? write it. It was like <laughs> so it was like a. Fupa made of slug slime or something like that. And I was like, oh, that'd be a great PK. Okay, who's worse, PK or Adam, Carol's boyfriend? Oh, I like Adam. Oh, God. He seems sweet. Well, first of all, he is hot as sin. I'm just saying, like, fine. Sub- objectively, yes, he's hot. Like, turn off the te- like, turn off the sound. But the way he, like, PK is a disgusting human being. Yeah. But Adam just 
irritates me like to no end. I mean, Adam might be irritating, <laughs> but I he seems like a reasonable person, whereas PK is okay. like a <laughs> disgusting monster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't even compare the two. He is one of the worst. I mean, he's like he's second worst to Russell Armstrong, who like beat his wife and killed himself. <laughs> what I about mean, this is John Derisisisian? I mean. <laughs> Hey, Tins, how you doing, baby? Did you like that this week? I mean, I feel like he's a little <laughs> gross, but so kind gross. of harmless. But So I started those with Joyce. Do you remember Joyce from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Like that I, hair. She had the best hair. Yeah, so every time she would be on it, I'd be like, <laughs> so oh, boring. Joyce, you know, she was like a balloon that somebody <laughs> let go of and is stuck in the ceiling at the mall, you know? <laughs> so I started... Like making fun of Joyce, and people love those. So I kept so doing good. them. Like every time I mentioned Joyce, I'd do them. And then so um, I did them for Josh Takeman. Oh, Josh oh, he's Takeman up there was in the, the worst. worst. Yeah, he was horrible. Oh, he was and horrible. And she's still with him. Yeah. That's not right. And so then I started doing it to him. And then <laughs> I was a- doing it to John when he was on the show a lot. And then it, you know, PK. So PK. there's usually like one person right. who gets the like. <laughs> the treatment. The, yeah, the the mean epithets treatment. Wait, so who is, is there one on New York right now? That no, because no, John no, hasn't good. really been around. And right. so I decided to. And he kind of cleaned up his act. Yeah, I decided to cut John some slack. So What do you think of Bethany? I Queen think Bay. that Bethany, the interesting thing about Bethany is that she doesn't realize that her context has changed. Mm. And that I think that she's the same person she always was and is behaving the same way that she always has. (laughs) And so I think she doesn't understand that everything has changed around her. And that when she was like being mean and crazy as the like poor underdog when the show started, we rooted for her because she was kind of like fighting against the establishment and she was the beta to like Jill and Ramona and Luann and who were having like the big fights. Whereas now she comes back a millionaire. She has all this money. She's the alpha. So now she's the alpha being mean to everybody else. And she looks like an asshole. And I think she doesn't understand why she comes off so badly. Because to her, she's like, I'm just being me. I'm just doing what I am. And it's like, well, you can't do that anymore and have people like you because it's it. You used to be punching up, and now you're punching down. Right, right. And she's up here, and it's down, down there. Right, it's changed. It's her and Kelly Ben Simone have changed. Well, and, and like when Kelly Ben Simone said that, we were like, "Who are you to say this right. to Bethany?" And then we love Bethany. Bethany, and now Bethany is up here, and everyone else is down there, and she's like calling Luana slut and <laughs> making fun of Sonia, and you know, doing all these things. So I, I just think that. She's a little tone deaf to how she appears, but... Sidebar, Kelly Ben Simone, craziest housewife of all time, minus Vicky? <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> craziest person? I, I don't know if she's the craziest as much as she might be the dimmest. <laughs> really? And so I think she doesn't understand. Like, she sent me an email she's once. So dumb. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, why are you obsessed with me? Why are you always writing about she me? She loves every second and of it. And I was like, this is literally my job. <laughs> I am writing about you because it's my job to write about this show that you are on and are getting paid for. So, Have you ever heard from Ramona? Uh, no, I've I've met all the New York ones. Yeah. I've met like a few of the Jersey ones. I've met some of the Beverly Hills ones. So I've met Ramona a couple times. And, um, you know, they're they're all exactly like they are right. in person as they are in television. Right. Do you, I hate New Jersey. Can I just say that? I gave up on New Jersey. I got bored of it. And mm-hmm. then I decided that I got bored of it. And I would say on moral grounds that I was boycotting it 
because Bravo was profiting off of Teresa Giudice's criminal behavior. I totally agree. That was disgusting. Yeah. And I think it's gross that her kids are on the show. Um, Oh, please. I mean, the whole thing is just a a hot mess. So, okay, I'm jumping around franchises, but I want (laughs) to get all of them in. Uh, we forgot about Shannon's husband, David. David Bador. <laughs> I the problem I have with David Bador. David is Bador. He's awful. He's awful. But I really want to sleep with him. Ever, what's the thing? People, I find him gross. Oh, I think he's. You really like sexy. you like that hot tub shot that they posted. Oh, totally. <laughs> like I don't know. There's something. I also kind of like guys that are a little like. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have a huge crush on Paul Ryan. I yeah. say he's like my ideal type because he's older, fit, and total a total asshole. Like that's well then you must love women because he's the biggest pussy I've ever met. <laughs> but I'm bumped. Um yeah. So yeah. that's my type. He is hot. I hate him, but he is hot. I'll give right. you that. Yeah, so that's how I feel about David Bedore. Like I hate him and I think that hating him makes him a little bit hotter. Okay, fair enough. What do you make of that marriage? That crazy marriage. I mean Are they da- are they around for Five, ten more years? I guess. If they haven't broken up now, like, I don't see why they would. Really? You know? I like, don't see. I, why I, not? I, I feel like she, it's like a band, the Band-Aid's on right now, but it's not going to stay on very long. Yeah, I'm fascinated. Shannon's another one I'm fascinated <laughs> I'm obsessed by. with I had given up on OC, and people were like, girl, <laughs> same, you need to come back for Same. I missed Shannon's first season. Yeah. And then I came back. And I was, like, <laughs> obsessed. And before I was recapping um, OC, I would do... Just for like the fans on Facebook, I would do this week in Shannon, and it would just oh, be like, great. you know, oh my god, this is what I have to say about Shannon this week because <laughs> I didn't want to talk about everything else. I just wanted to talk about Shannon. I think she doesn't have any self awareness. Uh, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. She absolutely doesn't. Most of them don't really. No. Tamara's a horrible human being, right? Tamara is an awful person, <laughs> right? Tamara is not. Well, that's what. You know, the commenters are always like, they have borderline personality disorder. They're bipolar. They're this. And I'm like, no, they don't. They're just bad people. Like, there's nothing psychologically wrong with them. They're just awful. Like, that's not a disease. That's just like a being raised poorly. I don't know what it is. They're they're just just bad people. Well, speaking of horrible people, Heather Dubrow, do you find her horrible? Um, not really. I always kind of liked Heather Dubrow, and then I got kind of sick of her, and now she's gone. So and they've cares? all gotten sick of her. <laughs> right, yeah. Bye, Heather And what Dubrow. do you make of Terry? <laughs> I I think Terry wants to be famous real bad. Oh, uh, you think? Yeah, and so, you know, he got on the show, and yeah. Um, But I mean, I don't, I also don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Like, I don't think that there's a- anything wrong with what I like to call pursuing a career in the reality television <laughs> arts. You know, like, it is now a career path like look at the kids on Vanderpump Rules I guess that's, that's yeah. their job is to be on Vanderpump Rules look at the people that were on the real world and now are on the challenge right. like that is their job is to be on the challenge and and I mean just like being an actor is a suitable profession it's funny that you so say so is being on a reality right. show it's funny that you say that because I think that like even being in the business, I judge it to an extent. Like, oh, you're just so thirsty and you just want to be on. It's like, well, that's why they're on in the first place. They're not on to save the world. Right. They're on because they want to be on TV. It's not like they're making any money in their first season. Yeah. So it is ironic that they get crucified, you know, because you see right. all the comments like, they're so thirsty. The thirstiest couple ever. The thirsty. Right. Oh, you know. they're dying to be. A- and yeah. I think that there's a difference between people like Stasi <laughs> Schroeder on Vanderpump Vanderpump. Rules, who was like, genetically manufactured in a lab to be on reality television and she's just like great TV and she's thirsty like she wants to be there but she's just real good at it and then people who are thirsty and are really bad at it like Heather Thompson 
from New York. No, see, I think she was <laughs> on to promote her business. Right. And and that well, and that's what differentiates the Vanderpump Rules kids from the Housewives. The Housewives are all there right. to like promote Agenda, a business, right. write a book, whatever. The Vanderpump Rules kids <laughs> are there to get drunk and get paid, and that's all. That and they're this is their job. They clock in, they clock out, and right. that's it. They have no aspirations. <laughs> they have they have reached the peak of their ambition, which which was to be reality television famous. That's funny. And they're like fine with it. So I think Heather Thompson showed up to promote her business. And then when it wasn't promoting her business anymore, she was like, bye. Like, I don't need you. Right. And I think that's kind of the right attitude to have about these things. And that's what I always liked about Simon and Alex when <laughs> they were on. Yeah. Is they, like, knew the game. They, like, knew what the gig was. Totally. They were there for it. And <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Okay, so let's do five top housewives of all time and then five worst housewives of all time. Oh, God. Well, I mean, the worst housewives are just the ones you forget about. Like, right. the, the, like the one, like the Cindy bar shop. I knew you were going to say her first. And I knew. like, um, I mean, I and can't I even, remember her name. Yeah, I can't even like think of some of. What about the Wiccan woman from Beverly Hills? <laughs> Carlton. Carl- well, at least she had like Something being a Wiccan on. to like <laughs> remind her. It's like, I'm trying to think of some of the early like OC I was ladies. just going to say, I don't even know their names. They yeah, were all, like, there was like a Tammy, I think. <laughs> Um, and then there was that one who was, um, she was <laughs> on like a couple, se- she was on the first season Shannon was on, I think. And like, I don't, Lizzie, Lizzie. is that her name? She's coming back, which is very strange no, to me. No. Um, the religious one who's like the mom smoked pot or something. No, that was. Uh, that wasn't Lizzie? No, it was uh, Lydia. <laughs> Lydia. I liked Lydia. She's great. She's coming back. Yeah, she was good TV. Uh, all right. Like best housewives. I think that, however, that as much as I hate her. Teresa Giudice is like the all-time number one. Wow, housewife. she's your number one. And well, just because like I think she's responsible for the most iconic moments. <laughs> she is ever. She's had like a huge impact on the culture. She was national <laughs> news for getting arrested. You know, she <clears throat> has all the books. She has all her fans. You know, she has a lot of people behind her. And I think that she has taken it like as far as she possibly can. You know what I really will never get over? I will never get over that scene in the vineyard or wherever they were when he's caught on, when Juicy yeah. Joe is caught on his cell phone. I mean, that's, feel like that's underrated in terms of like all time scene in housewife history. Yeah. Calling his wife, a, you know, a, a C word, I think, a bitch. I mean, yeah. And she's just like, come on, come over. Why? And, and, and she saw the episode. Right. There's no other way you watch that episode and not know that he's cheating on her. Like, that sickens me. But I also feel like it might be okay with her. <laughs> you know? Like, that's how I feel about Luann and Tom. Is oh, that yeah. I feel like it's fine with Luann. Don't and- make this about Tom, Brian. Right. Well, and and it's like, I don't care it's about if you're Tom. in an open relationship. Right. Right. Like, but just be, like, honest about it. But, okay. So, the best housewives, I think, are, like, Teresa. Yeah. Bethany. Obviously. Um... Needy Leaks. So great. Uh, I think that Tamara Barney is one of the all-time best housewives. <laughs> she she's fantastic. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump is a great housewife, but I think her... think she's good? I think her power is waning a bit as people are getting, like, hip to her. I think Kyle Richards is a great housewife. Oh, uh, you do? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't... Uh, I don't like her, but I think she's a real good housewife. Why do you think she's a good housewife? I think that she is able to 
she's entertaining. You want to you, you want to watch her. You kind of sympathize with her. She always brings the drama. She's not afraid to fight. Um, Sheree Whitfield is one of the all-time she's best great. housewives. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's made it Kenya Moore. Yeah, Atlanta's all, like all good. Atlanta is like a cast of geniuses. Okay, back to Cobb for a second. So I had Lisa Rinna on the podcast, and I said to her, I took her off guard because I said, so why don't the fans like Kyle? And she's like, they don't? I think everyone likes Kyle. And I didn't know a lot of people. Right. I mean, I, for one, I'm not a fan. And I mean, she's evolved. I really hated her the first few years. Yeah. She, well, the thing is, she gets better when Kim's not around. When Kim's not around, because (laughs) Kim brings out all her awful behavior and she's like backing Kim (laughs) and she needs to like worry about her relationship with Kim. And it just shows kind of what an awful person Kyle really is. That's what I mean. Exactly. But when Kim's not around, you you kind of forget. Yeah, you forget about that. Is Kim one of the all time worst people of all time? I mean, (laughs) I used to love Kim Richards. Me too, me too. And I, I was like obsessed with her like I think she's another Tennessee Williams character totally. like you know she she just had this really busted past right and, you know and she's stuck in it and she's trying to overcome it and then when she got sober I was like hoping she was gonna get it together and whatever but then when she got sober we realized that it wasn't the drinking right. Kim's just a bad person no. Kim's just mean and vindictive and awful and well, yeah. speaking of which, I have to give myself props. So the way that we were introduced was through Amy Phillips, who's yeah. an incredible comedian, does all the housewives imitations, has a radio show called Reality Checked. So she's pregnant and she's going to give uh, give birth next month. So last weekend I stopped by her house and I gave her, drum roll please. The bunny? The bunny. I went all out. I found the cellophane. I found the ribbon. I Did wrapped, you find the bunny? Found, found the exact, I went online and within 30 seconds I said, can anyone help me find the exact same bunny that Rena gave? And I had like five responses. I bought the bunny. How much was the bunny? Bunny? I bought the big one. It was like, well, Amy, if Amy's listening, it was $7,000. <laughs> it was like 40 bucks, 50 bucks okay. or something. And I, I assumed someone else was going to do it and beat me to the punch. And she, the look, I'll show you the picture after, the look on her face when I showed up with it. Oh my God. And I'm like, it's meant with good intentions, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm giving you good vibes. Don't give it back to me. Um, so I, I mean, think- you have to admit that bunny shit was hilarious. Oh my God. Ama- I mean, amazing. <laughs> that And that it was so- so, but that's what I mean about thirsty. That's bad. It like it was so obviously right. concocted. Like for months. You yeah. said, I think you said in your recap, she like they sat around the living room and planned. Right. She's been sitting around just like <laughs> stewing on it, like figuring it out. And so I think that they're, those are like the best housewives. But like my favorite housewives are, are like the ones that I think are really interesting to write about. Like I think Kim for a time was really good to yeah. write about. Um, Sonia Tremont Morgan, I could write about like forever. <laughs> Jill Zarin, like I could write about forever. Um, you know, can, I don't write about Atlanta, but I would love to get a crack at Kenya Moore or like Candy Burris. Um, yeah, so they're my favorite, like people that I really like. I mean, Erica Jane. Oh, we didn't even talk about her. Oh, she's what just you, the best. She's the best. What do you think's going on in that marriage? I mean, I think that it's, it's a real thing. Okay. I think that sh- he is rich and powerful and um, she's attracted to that and that he likes having a wife who's hot and who does Erica Jane and is happy to like finance her doing that. Cause I mean, he was obviously paying for all those videos and stuff before (laughs) she became famous. And um, yeah. So I, I, I think it's like a real thing. I think he doesn't want to be on TV. I think the thing that most people have, only things to lose by being on right. reality television. Especially somebody like 
her husband, who is a well-respected, well-known, very wealthy attorney. Right. Like, nothing Nothing but damage is going to happen from him being on the show. And so I think that's why he's not on the show much. And he's obviously a busy person. I think this is an arrangement that a lot of people have where, you know, he works a lot and is very successful and she's there for him when he needs her. And I mean, if that's... That works for them. Yeah. And I mean... That's what he wants, and she knows that's what he wants, and she's happy to deliver it to him. And who are we to tell them their relationship is fucked up? It might not be a relationship I want to be in or you want to be in, but I think it's a valid relationship that's yeah, working I don't for them. A, I don't have a problem with their relationship. I The glimpses that we've gotten of him, he just kind of seems like a dick. I mean, he honestly. He seems a little a bit controlling. like a, I think he's, he's very old school, and he <laughs> wants, like, his wife to kind of, yeah, be in her place a little bit. Right. But obviously knowing Erica, like— Either A, she's fine with that, or B, like... She's getting what she needs. Well, and like she said to Dorit, like, you don't run PK. Yeah, I love It's him. like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. You yeah, know? I don't run him. I don't run... What was it? Yeah. You don't run PK? Yeah, you yeah, don't run yeah, PK? Yeah. Like... <laughs> God, they're the that so those are some of the best scenes ever and that's oh my Hong god and, Kong. It, and yeah. it was it was such a boring season until and then. that was like oh my god and uh, that was like yeah, incredible we didn't talk about camille being an all-time when she, that first season of, of Beverly oh, hills she, she's great well and she's i love her because she's the only one who has ever successfully rehabilitated her she, image she course corrected yeah she, she was went like from the worst person ever to like the pleasant camille that's just adorable and sweet yep yeah, she, she like got it and she was she, like yeah. i realized how you how I'm awful. And I think that she, Kelsey dumped her and she went through like a big change and she saw herself on the show and she was like, all right, I get it now. And And yeah, and I love, people are like, oh, Camille's around. She's so boring. I just love having her around, like to come in and come out and she has a lunch and she does her thing and you see her and you're like, oh, Camille. And then she like goes away. Like I'm like, I wish Kim Richards was like that. Like I don't want to talk to Kim. I don't want her to be part of the story. She's just around. Yeah. Yeah. She's just around. Oh, you know who's another one that used to do the funny stuff with was um David Foster. <laughs> oh my god, David Foster. <laughs> Who was like he's with so Catherine gross. McPhee. Have you been following? He's he's on a tear that single man. Oh, he is. <laughs> I charted it out once and like I had this theory that OJ Simpson was like the center of all reality television. And totally I, like, charted in LA. it all out. Yeah. And through like <laughs> looking at all this, I realized that David Foster is another like nexus of reality television. Oh, totally. And he was like on a very, he's been on, he was on a very early reality uh, show. With the guys, the Smalibu. Even before that, oh, he was really? a judge on like a, a proto-American Idol type show. Like really? a singing competition. Was it Canadian? Uh, I believe it was American, but I'm not sure. Well, the funny thing is. But yeah, so he's been circling around all those Kardashians and the Jenners. Yeah, totally. And it's related to all of them somehow. Absolutely. Well, the best was when Cla- Julie Klausner used to recap. Do you remember every time she mentioned him, she'd be like, and don't forget, he hit Ben Vereen with his car. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because people don't know that. It was like a hit and run, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a crazy story. Oh, What's going to happen to Jolander? Um, is she going to have a spinoff with the girls? Does anyone care? I don't think the girls want to <laughs> have a spinoff at this point. Like, They're again, making like millions nothing, a day. They have no, only things to lose by being on reality television right. at this point in their careers. Like, right. I mean, give it a little bit down the road. Are you? Um, yeah, go I'm ahead. just fascinated that they actually became real working models because we've seen housewife <laughs> kids trying right. to become models forever. And now they're a real actual thing. Do you think Rena's kids are going to become as famous? I doubt it. No. I mean, they're cute, they're, but they're, they're no Hadids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're cute. Yeah. She wants them to be Hadids badly. She wants them to be Hadids badly. But there's also only so, so many Hadids around. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's only right. There's so many supermodels. Right. Yeah, like, not enough to go around. Yeah, like they might be a Shalom Harlow, <laughs> but they're not going to be a Cindy Crawford. You know? Hey, we know Shalom's name. Shalom. That's true. As like a second tier, right. so they might be like second right. tier. Okay, well, but they're not going to be living. G- right. Listen, Harry Hamlin will never have to work again. <laughs> I know because of QVC. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of Lisa Rinna a little bit. Me too. I hate to say it. I hope like, she's not listening. I think that she just... Um, she kind of ran her course. Well, I think that she's trying... She's thirsty and it's apparent. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, like, like the tear to, with the bunny was totally actressy. Like, yeah. she meant to do it. And she's, like, trying to make good TV, which yeah. I applaud her right. for. But <laughs> right. it comes off as, like, I, I just don't think... She has the wits to. Yeah, make I think it. it's like, what scene are we doing? You want me? Okay, got it. Like, it right. feels like that. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, yeah. but I mean, there's something still likable about her, and she does have enough charm to carry it through, but I don't know. I think they'll keep longer. her. I think I, they'll keep yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely. They'll definitely they'll keep, keep her. her. They need to do something with Beverly Hills, though. I, I agree. I think that they got to get Vanderpump off. I, I know you disagree, but I wouldn't even mind if Kyle went away. Like, they're all just boring to me. I think you need— you Doreen's always, a great addition. As much as I hate her, she's a great addition. You always need at least one original, I believe. Right, right. You need to, like, keep it, yeah. like, anchored down. Did you like Brandy? No. Um, I did at first <laughs> yeah. when she right. was, like, the underdog. But I feel— about Brandy, there was somebody else. I call it Brandy Glanville syndrome. Oh, uh, <laughs> Kelly Dodd, where like totally. you have go too far, or, or, and it's like you you are right in the argument, but then you lash out by calling people a cunt or saying fuck <laughs> off or whatever, and you lose whatever moral high ground you had by being an asshole. Completely, and agree. I think that there's a lot there's a lot of people like that on reality TV, and that's how I felt about Brandy. And then she just got like awful and toxic and. And w- was just, like, mean. Yeah, and, nasty. Yeah. Just nasty. Unnecessary. And, yeah. Okay, so we're wrapping up. Um, a few more questions just about you. So you're an incredibly gifted writer. You're obviously a very good comedian or comedy writer. I don't know Thank how you, you consider yourself. What do you have goals? Do you want to write, like, go Judy to take do your difficult people? Or do you have <laughs> something like that in your... Um, I have some, like, TV scripts that I've written that, you know, I rather than having my own difficult people, I think I'd want to be like in a working on a show in a mm-hmm. writer's room like you know learning a bit more about how to write tv and then maybe have my own difficult people so i've done that and you know i'm kind of happy you know i like doing my journalism stuff and you know for a while it was like oh people only want to talk about the housewives why don't they want to talk about these very serious stories i'm writing <laughs> right um but now i just kind of don't care about it and so i'm happy to like do the institute and whatever but yeah i've been <laughs> yes. trying to like do like tv writing and try to the Media these days is, uh, especially on the internet, is very volatile. So I'm trying to find something that's going to be a little bit more uh, stable. Or if not as stable, at least pay me more money. Yeah, paying more money is good. Yeah. So, you know, I I mean, I've definitely had people interested in various sort of things. And we'll see what happens. That's so, well, I wish you so much success. You're so talented. I've been dying so to talk to you. I love every week reading your recaps. They make me laugh so hard. Thank you so much. I'm happy to do it. Thanks, Brian. 